Welcome back to the Mountains in the Sea, where we will look at the highs and lows of each and every Prince album every other week. I'm Christy. And this is Josh. And we're so glad that you're back with us today. Today, we have the supplemental episode for 1-800-NEW-FUNK. I was thinking about calling it 1-888-NEW-FUNK. <laughs> An updated version of the toll-free number. Yes, that's right. Because toll-free numbers don't really matter anymore. They don't matter at all, but they yeah. did back then. Yeah, a In lot. 1994, this was important. It was. All right, so today yep. we're going to cover videos, love yes. signs, standing at the altar, together, MPLS, and a Today Show performance. Right. Prince's first appearance on the Today Show ever. Oh, I didn't realize yep. that. Very cool. Love sign remixes, seven of them. Yes, so, this could have been a super cool EP release of, or maxi single release of yeah. Love Sign. But yep. yes, we're going to make our own. Yes, exactly. The extended version of Standing at the Altar. By Margie Cox. Yes. Featuring Prince. Yes. And also by Margie Cox, Whistling Kenny. (whistles) (whistles) Nicely done. Thank you. (laughs) Shall we jump in? With that, I think we should. Videos. Videos. You know how much I love videos. (laughs) Love them. I will say I like a good video. It takes a pretty good video to make me care. Yeah. So with that, we'll embark (laughs) on these videos. Oh, dear. We'll see how you feel about them. Okay. Which one do you want to start with? We're going to start with Love Sign. Okay. Directed by Ice Cube. You know, I didn't realize that. Mm -hmm. I didn't even look up who directed it. Mm -hmm. Ice Cube. All right. Ice Cube. We see Nona in her red outfit from the 1-800-NEW-FUNK insert. Yes, it was supposedly maybe considered as the album cover for the album she was working on. So they had on the inside of 1-800-NEW-FUNK's pamphlets, the information inside the CD, they had either actual covers for CDs or mock-ups of covers of CDs that might someday come from the exposure that they got on the 1-800-NEW-FUNK album. Yes, or just like put the artwork in here that we've made, whether it's done or not. Yeah. So yeah. they put it in so there. It so in that's there. the outfit she's wearing, red yes. from head to toe. Well, she walks in, right, to... She's a hit woman. She's an I assassin. Guess. She's a hit woman in that she makes hits, but also <laughs> takes people out uh-huh. she's for got the mob, the Minneapolis mob. Silver <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's talking to like... The Godfather, yeah, some he's a businessman. Oh, he's put off by a local DJ. Uh huh. Yes. Yes, he's got. uh, It seems like this man. I didn't look up who the actor's name was, but I didn't either. Actually, he did deliver his lines with a certain kind of uh, gravitas. Yes, he was very serious. That he was, and he's does not like that. This DJ is promoting gun safety. You mean? DJ? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> He's a local DJ. I don't know if you could sound more like an old white man <laughs> talking about DJs than no. this guy did. <laughs> I don't, yes. I don't think he He had a could. cool, menacing voice. I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. But he had the emphasis on the wrong syllable <laughs> when it came to DJ. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah he's, uh, he slides... The hit list yeah. in a red envelope yeah, right across the r- table. Yeah, it's a red folder right. because, yeah. you know, you got to color code things. Yeah. She comes in red in her red outfit. is for people to kill. I think green is for billing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yellow is for archiving. Okay. This is red. Okay. Urgent. Yeah. He, he slides it across the table and tells her, don't, don't open look. it yet. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because he knows yeah. that she knows who she's supposed to kill. That's right. But and how difficult business. this will be. Right. This is business. Don't yes. get distracted. Yeah. So who is he? No, 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 no. He's a local DJ. Works over at WMPG. Mm. Mm-hmm. He's sending yeah. the wrong message to our youth, and he needs to be handled. <laughs> it's not It's not the only time that he'll end a sentence with blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> he liked to deliver lines like that, right? Uh-huh. Uh, she says, I know him. And then here comes our second delivery from this guy. Yes, I know. So don't make this business personal. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I know. So don't make this business personal. This is cheesy enough that I kind of thought it was fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was fine. It was fine. Yeah. And like you said, the one thing you wish that they described in the song was like how to make the love sign. What is the love sign? Leave it to... The old white the guy Godfather to, to show it to deliver us, deliver it to us. It's sort like, of, it's, yeah, he d- yes, that's right. He does it, but yeah. he does it's. They make the L, yeah. You Point, know, like yeah. now like, we call it the loser, right? Or making or a, a little, finger gun, a uh, squirt gun with your <laughs> fingers, right? Yeah, only upwards to make an L, <clears throat> right? That's how he does it, right? Thumb and forefinger. Yes, he does one finger. Later, we see it done. Much cooler by right? Prince, yeah, with the forefinger and the middle finger, yeah, and Nona kind of goes back and forth, yes, she does it with just the forefinger and the yeah. thumb sometimes, and right. later two fingers, yes, because I, I think, guess Prince shows her how to do it properly. I guess so. We've got like the sliding scale of love signs between the <laughs> ultra white guy and the super cool DJ, yeah. <laughs> We learned that the chariot mentioned in the song is a car, the red and gold chariot. Yes. So, vehicle. Right. Yes. So Nona is a hit woman who's very poor at disguises. Uh-huh. She's got this skin tight red leather suit <laughs> and a cherry red Mercedes. I wouldn't say that's the most incognito way to go about your job if you're a hit person driving through town with the top she's down and your sunglasses. In I don't know that she's even in plain sight. She's screaming down the street as if she's too cool for school. <laughs> yeah. So it's basically we get a lot of cuts of Nona driving this vehicle to go hunt down this local DJ at WMPG. And then we have Prince in the radio station in a super tall back chair. Uh-huh. And playing his one-eyed bass. He's playing his one-eyed bass and singing along with the song and... Uh, monot- duotone video colorization going on. Uh, but it's kind of cool. He's very featured in the video, yeah. uh, which is nice. Yeah. I like that she's an assassin who obeys the traffic laws. She does stop she fully. She every red light or uh, stop sign. I mean, you don't want to call too much attention to yourself <laughs> when you're in your red Mercedes and your red leather suit and your sunglasses going down the street. There at one point when she does obey the, a stop sign, Prince is in the car next to her, and yeah, then well, not in the car next to her. He's in the passenger seat. I'm sorry, that's yeah. what I mean. In the yeah. car, sitting next to her, not right. in the car next to her. Right. Sorry, 
Yes, and he like fades away like Marty McFly's hand and Back to the Future. He's, He's been forgotten. He has. It's like he almost never happened. That was just kind of a weird, I'm like, why, why would he be in the car with her, I guess? Because she knows him and she's thinking about him because he's so pretty. Yeah. Well, she's part assassin driving and then at one point is dancing on a balcony and looks directly into the camera and smiles like this little sweetheart. She's wearing a black outfit. We'll get to that in a minute. Okay. So. Just the many sides of Nona Gay we're seeing here. Yeah. She walks into the radio station, and I guess because she's beautiful, the guard doesn't really pay her any mind. Yeah, he's got his back to her. He's slacking on the job. Well, he turns around and looks at her. Yeah. And just just, like lets her go because, hey, she's hot. She's just a woman, right? Prince probably won't care. So she gets into the elevator, and the only button in the elevator is... The love sign. The love symbol. The, the, yes, the love symbol. Prince's yes. name at the time is yeah. the only button. So you can go to floor one. I think there was a one oh, and okay. a love symbol. Oh, I think one's just so you can get back to the lobby. Yeah. Yeah. But every other choice is just him. Yeah. Which, I mean, he's already been in the car with her. Why wouldn't he be on every floor <laughs> of the radio station? <laughs> so, so she goes to murder him. Right. And he turns around and smiles coyly. Right. And I guess that's enough to seduce her. It is, yes, because after he turns around and pouts, gives her the pouty face instead of the love sign. Uh, he does show the love sign, actually. That's where we saw the see the double-barreled yeah. forefinger, middle finger, thumb, love sign done properly, I guess. And the next scene... He's getting out of bed with her. She's uh-huh. asleep. And, and she's in a black like nightgown. Uh-huh. And so every time you see her dancing on the balcony, she's in the black yes, nightgown. Right. So it's after That's true. He has That's why she's so That's happy why at she's that point. Yeah. That's why she's yes. so happy. I think only Prince could overestimate his own charm to think <laughs> that he could be held at gunpoint and pelt and then have a one night stand with his assassin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not only does he have a one night stand with her, but it so affects her that the, at the NPG guns for tickets event, right? She submits her beautiful, shiny gold weapon yeah. for, I guess, tickets NPG to, or Prince tickets. Yes. Yes. And you know, they have a place that melts down the guns yeah. right there, which seems like a hazard. Yeah. Like you would, think they would take it off site not destroy your weapon in front of everyone with an open flame yeah but for dramatic effect here we have it is that smelting or melting i think it's smelting smelting right yeah. so yeah. she smelts her gun right then and there Smelting is melting it's just melting why there, metal why are there two words for melting then with s's on each side i just wondered is she having her gun smelted or did we just watch it get melted Yes. We, we should both. ask a blacksmith. Okay. Are you a blacksmith? Find us on social media and tell us the difference between melting and schmelting. Schmelting? <laughs> I don't think it's schmelting. It's not like it, unless a Jewish person did it. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at TMATS, T-M-A-T-S podcast. You can find us on Facebook, The Mountains in the Sea, a Prince podcaster. If you're a blacksmith <laughs> with an email who would like to send me some information, podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> 
So I don't know what do when they when they melt down guns, what do they make from it? I don't even know. I mean, what is the whole thing? Handle and all just went in there and then it like is coming down a trough of, I mean, it was straight out of Game of Thrones. Like they're about to hammer a new sword out of this thing. I I don't know that we need to be looking at this for accuracy. Okay. I don't know. In the, in the end, however, there's plenty to kind of smirk at and think this is a little cheesy, but it was pretty well done considering it was 1994. Definitely was shot to video. As we say, it was, it's not the greatest production quality in the world however it does have its charm and considering we love the song it yeah. was both of our mountains off yeah. of this album yeah. it was a appropriate video and i could see it getting played on mtv in yeah. 1994 it was fun enough yeah it yeah. was i will say it made my minimum requirements for a video that I would enjoy. Okay, good. There wasn't anything about it that made me feel ill, like quick cuts or uh-huh. poor editing. Right. Um, yes, there's silliness to it. And, you know, as it you're watching it and listening silly. to the song, you can, like, it's easy to just sit there with your eyes open and go, wow, this is nice. But then when you think about it critically, uh-huh. of course, there are things that are um, beyond belief. But that's the way videos roll, I guess. Yeah, it's fun. So, yes. I would put this, if I had a shelf of bad Prince videos and uh-huh. good Prince videos, this one would make the good side. Oh, okay, good. good. For me. Yeah. Which is, it's hard to get on the good side of the Prince it videos. It is hard for me. to get on that side for yes, you. So. But uh, this one does it. Yep. Then we have the Standing at the Altar video, Margie Cox. Yeah. Prince isn't in this, so we'll touch on it just briefly. Sure. Yes. I had not seen this. I had seen the Love Sign video before. I didn't even realize there was a video for Standing at the Altar. I guess oh, it was either. a promo thing that for Margie Cox. Uh, we talked about this song in the last episode and that it was inspired by Julia Roberts leaving Kiefer Sutherland uh, days before their planned wedding. Right. That's where the song was inspired from the lyrics. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And it was one of, our, one of the songs off the album that I still think I'll go back and listen to. I enjoy it. Prince sings background. Uh, yeah, in the in song. The, you can hear them a lot in the chorus. Yep, for sure. So there was a lot to like about the song. Yeah. A montage of happier times yeah. and then Margie getting ready for her wedding and then looking very sad to be abandoned in her lovely wedding dress. Yes. And, and she yeah. sings the line of, because of what somebody said, I spent the night alone in my bed. The lyrics that she left out were still wearing my wedding dress yeah. in bed because yeah. she was still wearing her wedding dress in the bed. Yeah. So watching this video was like watching a flashback to someone getting left at the altar, including flashbacks of her even older during happier times yeah. of her and her fiance. There is a Prince reference. Let's hear it. In the happier times portions. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. She's laying right. down and he gives her a card. He, her being her the, fiance, her, her former fiance yep. gives her a card and it says for you, but it's the letter U with the number four, yeah. like stylized on one side of it. Right. You yeah. are right. There was kind of a, that was a uh, little Prince bit of nod to, well, first of all, Prince Bonix with the number four and the letter U and his first album being called For, for you, you, although yes. it was all spelled out at the time. Yes. So there was a Prince reference. Yeah. You and I saw a commercial for what's the perfume? Joy? 
Is oh, that it? Yeah, by Dior. Yes. yes. I thought you could take the music out of this video and put it with the narration for the 2019 commercial for Joy by Dior, and it would still work. It was like watching a perfume commercial. Yeah, it really was. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why she was standing at the altar. Because at the kind of wedding that they were portraying in this video, yeah, he would have been standing at the altar. And if he didn't show up, yeah, she just she, wouldn't walk up. Yes. You don't walk down the aisle if your future husband is not standing there, right? You turn around and leave. Which I think is why they do it that way. So that if you get oh, to the end of the of church and he's not there, you don't walk down the aisle. You don't get the look at everybody. Nobody gets to look at you. You get to turn around and walk out the door. Yeah. Maybe you don't she, have to go through that embarrassment. This is more about poor wedding planning than being left Maybe by your husband. Maybe that's why he left her. She was poor at planning. Oh. It's a reason. I didn't say it was she a good reason. She probably dodged a bullet. That's the true. The only part that I yeah. thought was really funny was that there was a preacher who was supposed to marry them. Yes. And he looked very sweaty and anxious, and it was a little funny and endearing. Like he knew that something was going to be wrong and it made him uncomfortable? Yeah, like he's like, where is this guy? I need to marry these people, and he's not here. Yeah, I need this $100. Bad. (laughs) This would definitely not make my good shelf. I mean, if I had to, you know, it looked like something that was made on a budget as a promo thing for a song on an album that never got made. Mm-hmm. Which is exactly what it was. Exactly what it was. Yep. All right. Then we have the NPG together video. Right. So uh, this was not only on one in Ender new funk, but also on the NPG's album, gold nigga, which did get a release. Yeah. Um, so it's one of the few songs that's on this compilation that was from an entire album that had already been published. Yeah. It's a little difficult to judge this one too much because the only copy of it that we could find to see. Oh, the video you mean? Yes. Looked like it was when I was a kid, there was a radio or a television station that came in off the rabbit ears Yeah, and you could call up and request a video to be played for like two ninety nine, and they'd play it. Okay. They'd play other videos too, but if you wanted to see a specific video, you paid like two ninety nine, and then your video would come up and you could watch it. It looked like it was that. It looked like it was recorded off a of rabbit ears onto a VHS tape. It had some little tiny logo yeah. in the upper right hand oh, corner. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't read it, but I'm sure it was like two ninety nine video on yeah. demand kind of thing. Yeah, and the typical VHS distortion on the tape. So very, yeah, it was poor. It was poor quality. Not yeah. not talking about the video, but the version that we were able to to find because this was a promo video, right? That didn't get an official release. I think I so. Think. So we see Tony Mosley, Tony M. Mm-hmm. The rest of the MPG, Kirk Johnson is in this. Um, Tony flashes us the love sign. He does. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Though I'm not sure if it's a love sign or, or a gun. Finger guns. Yeah. Like <laughs> your pew pew. <laughs> yeah, this video for me, it was a, there wasn't a lot of creativity to it, I thought. There was, you know, it was basically a loose story video storytelling of the story that's being told in the song. Yeah. Not that that's bad. I think no. anything else could have demeaned the lyrical Message. content of yeah. the song, which is very valid. And, um, 
well delivered. This for me was kind of like what I expected of okay. this video. I wasn't disappointed or surprised either way. Yeah. It was like, oh, I bet this is going to do this kind of thing, follow a young black man and his family and struggles and gun violence and that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it was what we some got. stilted acting from NPG members yes, and intermixed with some actual footage, like news footage of different things that they were kind of talking about to kind of illustrate their point. Yes. So there was nothing that pushed it over the top to like the kind of cheesy level that we saw in Love Sign or Standing at the Altar. What took itself seriously, which I think was the right thing to do. Yeah. So all in all on what I'm sure was a, you know, let's get this done, but we've got a limited budget to to do it. I thought that uh, it was done well. It was fine, except for the terrible, terrible record scratches at the end. Yes, it was a slightly different edit of the song than what is on 1-800-NEW-FUNK or the NPG's album. Um, but yeah, some goofy editing of the track itself that yeah. dates it and kind of tells you, oh, this is an early 90s thing. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going to put this one, on the good shelf or the bad shelf. I'm going to I'm gonna reserve judgment for a little while. I'm going to put it on the, this is crummy quality and I can't really judge it shelf. Yeah. Okay. But it doesn't go directly into the, this is kind of garbage bin yeah. to me. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. Then we have the MPLS video. This is fairly recently surfaced video yeah. um, for the song MPLS. It surfaced in late summer of 2019. Yep. So this was first hinted at right after Prince's passing in April 2016. A man named Armand Serrano put on his... Twitter feed um, and his he lists his job as visual development at Marvel Studios, independent production designer. So he's an illustrator artist. Um, and he posted that in 1992, this is a quote, in 1992, I worked on a 2D music video for Prince titled MPLS. Video was completed but never released, RIP. And he posted some pencil drawings from the early production of the video that are very, very cool. And super recognizable once you've seen the video. Oh, yes. And then the video surfaced at some point in 2019, I believe. It was come across yeah, I think it was on YouTube now. Summer, yeah. Yep. Very, I want to say, Exodus, Exodus-ish kind of style. Yeah, Even though he's not like, the, the, art, the illustrator who did the Exodus work, but... Um, it's it is. not dissimilar from that, but it's like if you took that artwork mm-hmm. and mixed it with uh, like comic book artwork. Comic book and maybe a little Scooby-Doo at times, too, because there's, a, <laughs> br- there's a, a levity to it that it's kind of funky and fun, but kind of psychedelic in parts, too. Very yeah. psychedelic in yeah. parts. Prince seems to be one of the trio of people who are bouncing around but are so well-built and inverted triangular <laughs> yeah, shaped. Yeah, there's four of them. Yeah. Four people. There's yeah. a woman. They all get introduced mm-hmm. in the song. Yeah. Like we've talked about in yes. the last episode. Yeah, but, but, one then, of them but then looks we kind of get a lot like Prince. It does. Yeah. yeah. So there's like two dudes, yep. some kind of critter. Right? One oh, of yeah. them is a critter. an animal. And then <laughs> blonde bombshell, they call her cutie. Yes. Yeah. So I thought it was interesting. It's 
you know, the characters are kind of silly, but then they kind of intersperse it with some um, music videos. Lenny Kravitz makes yes. a little appearance yeah, and it's, are you uh, going to go my way right. yep. snippet? And then there's some clips of different Prince videos. Yes. And, he appears in it. Yeah. Not in, he's not animated right. specifically, but he, they have the clips from his right. videos. Yes. So it's clearly sanctioned by him. Yeah. And he allowed him oh, to yeah. use these videos. There's the letters MPLS that are on fire at one point, <laughs> and then the whole thing melts and they like just it's march like through it. Trippy. Like there's melting body parts and they blow up the White House and they dance into the fire at the end. Yes. And you see butts like and a- scrotums <laughs> and. But very stylized because yeah. it's they're melty, so it could just be melty paint. Could be smelted scrotums. There, there you go. Yeah. Smelted scrotums. Yeah, it also reminded me a little bit of kind of psychedelic Sesame Street or <gasps> yes, I know uh, exactly which one electric you're company. Yeah, I could even see it was like a it was like setting funky music to. The pinball animation of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Yes. Was a lot like that in yes. many ways. Yes. So this was weird. I mean, it could have had it been released. I think it could have gotten some attention oh. because it was definitely unique and animated videos, I would imagine, are much more expensive to make than a video like Standing at the Altar where you rent some props and get a location and spend a couple days shooting. This was storyboarded and then animated well, and it wasn't cheaply animated. Like no, there weren't was, a lot of parts that were reused or edited or right. reflected to look different without having to remake a lot of stuff. There was some time and love put into this and it was done by someone with a lot of talent. Yeah. I thought it was cool. It was cool. I enjoyed it. I was glad it came out. That can go on the good shelf. Put it over uh, yeah, there. Yeah. All right. And then we have, the Love Sign performance. Yeah, on the Today Show. Mm-hmm. July 12th, 1994. Yes, this is when Bryant Gumbel was hosting the Today Show. And I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, that it was Prince's first appearance on the Today Show. Okay. So very odd to see him, uh, you know, at 7 in the morning. To me, that would be prime sleeping time <laughs> for Prince. Mm-hmm. That's like the end of his day. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like... Just about to go to bed. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So this was the Prince and the MPG configuration from Exodus, right? It had uh, Sonny T. Actually, I don't know that it had Sonny T. It was Tommy Barbarella and Michael Bland. Maite's there. Um, uh, holding signs. Holding signs like the NXS video for uh-huh. I Need You Tonight. Yeah. Um, and Nona Gay. Yep. As well. And yeah. they're inside, so it's so very cramped I read that must have been a little awkward, because I guess Prince and Nona were dating for a while, and then by this time, Prince was dating Maite, uh-huh. and then they were all together in this whole lot of band in a very little space. Yeah, I have no doubt. I don't know. Credit to Maite. She hung around while all this was going on, from Carmen Electra to Nona Gay to... Who knows how many others? Yeah. Yeah. Prince is fairly subdued during this performance. He's like dressed in all red and has his gold cymbal guitar sitting on a stool Mm -hmm. for most of the performance. Um, But I think you said it like halfway through this. You were like, man, Prince is carrying this thing. Yeah. Oh, because it really kind of showcased Nona's vocal limitations. Yeah. 
Yep, I agree. There was a part where Prince did some riffing yep. while Tommy Barbarella is playing the keyboards. Yeah, he calls Man, out Tommy Barbarella cool. and Prince sings along while Tommy's playing the keyboard. Like, he so knew every cool. note that Tommy Barbarella was going to play yeah. and could sing along with it. And it was, yeah, that was definitely a highlight. Barbarella. And then at the very end where he calls out Minneapolis in the house and he kind of turns around and faces the crowd outside and plays a little bit Uh before the end of the song. And I believe that he's got love written on his face and L-O-V-E instead of S-L-A-V-E during this song, which I thought was kind of nice to see. That's cool. At the end of this song, Prince disappears this was not on the one you and I watched, which right. was uh, from um, like a collection of videos that the Today Show put together the day Prince passed away. This, the one that I watched, was the original airing of it, and Prince, of course, disappears, and Bryant Gumble gets up to interview Nona Gay, and there's a short three-minute interview where he stands and asks her fairly obvious questions. I'm not a <laughs> giant Bryant Gumble fan. <laughs> Uh, maybe that's maybe with sports that's fine, but on the Today Show, not a fan. Yeah, yeah. There was one more performance that we're actually not going to cover. Tell me what we're not covering. Um, it's uh, April. It's either April or May of 1994. Okay. Prince was on Soul Train. He oh, did yes. the most beautiful girl in the world. Now acknowledge me and love sign, but it was all lip synced. Yes. So can't watch it. We're not going to talk about it. So, and now that we've told you what we're not going to talk about, we're not going to talk for like another 30 seconds while we take a quick break. We'll be right back. Cryptoptocast has been trapped inside a spooky, potentially haunted movie theater by a madman who is forcing them to record episodes on scary movies they know nothing about. They've been promised a grand reward if they survive the month. Will they? Tune in to find out. PredictoCast is available wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs> and we're back. Now, the Love Sign remixes. So we basically have compiled our own Love Sign maxi single. Yes. This could have been it. Yes. Starting with for sure. Starting with a mix called the Storyboard Video Mix. Pretty I listened much. to this and I thought this is like an audio recording of the video. Yes, and there's that's nothing exactly different about it. Yeah, it includes the little exchange between Nona Gay and her mobster uh, mo- her mafia mo- boss, her Minneapolis mobster. That's right. Mm-hmm. It reminded me a little bit like the beginning of the future. From the Batman soundtrack mm-hmm. when the criminal is grabbed by the collar by Batman and he's like, what are you? I'm not going to kill you. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to tell all your friends about me. What are you? Only here, Nona Gay asks, who is he? <laughs> <laughs> who is he? Kind of the same thing. Yeah. But yes, you can just soak in 
this exchange between Nona and the Minneapolis mobster. Yeah. Well, once you've had... seen the video, uh-huh. you can just kind of, you can listen to this and close your eyes and just watch it in your brain. You can. He looks more like Marlon Brando in my brain than he does Fair. in the video, though. Fair. So I'd almost rather see You can him. recast it. I guess this is what it would be like if yeah. Brando had been in a Prince video. Yeah, I don't really have much else to say about it. I think we've covered it from start to finish. <laughs> okay. The video. I was excited. I was like, ooh, I haven't heard the storyboard video mix. What is that going to be? Yeah. <laughs> Stripped out the audio from yeah, the video and yeah. put it There's on the desk. There's nothing storyboardish about it. It no. is the finished product. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, so moving on to the Mac Attack message mix, which is four minutes and 35 seconds. Um, The song starts out with a conversation between two black men upset about Mm -hmm. gun violence and kind of agreeing that, you know, gun violence doesn't make a man, Mm -hmm. quote unquote. Um, It don't make no sense. It's like they think it's making them a man and it ain't really making them one. Shooting the shorties the wrong way to go. They're showing their shorties the wrong way to go. Yeah, they're kids. Oh, they're showing their shorties. Yes, showing their shorties the wrong way Mm, to go. Okay. It don't make no sense, man. It's like they think that's making them the man, but that ain't really making them nothing. They're showing their shorties the wrong way to go. If you're looking for a drinking game, you could play it here and make the key phrase, know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. And you could have a nice little party. (laughs) Um, Or a trip to the hospital. That's right, depending on how well you listen. (laughs) This is the second time I can think of where they've taken a beat and slowed it down and turned it into kind of a rap Mm -hmm. song on a remix from Prince. They did this on... Prince did this on the maxi single for New Power Generation from Graffiti Bridge. Both okay. Tony M's real first appearance okay. on a Prince song was handled this way too, um, where it's kind of it's a rap, but it's a slow rap. So cool. yeah. So these guys, yep. I think, yeah, that it's Scrap D. He certainly is one of them because yes. they do call each other out. out. Mostly Scrap D. D. Was Who's, featured later on uh, Emancipation on the song Da Da Da. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. When we don't know what happened to him. You went looking for him at one point. Yeah. Well, and nobody he, found him. What did he Nobody do? knows. Nobody knows. Yeah. But what? What? why did we cover him? Because I went on track by track. That's what I'm thinking of. I'm like, yep. we haven't covered a Scrap D appearance on a Prince song yet. You were on another podcast that yes. included this song from yes. Emancipation. We're like, Scrap to, D, where are you, yeah, man? Please. Send out a message. And we um, still don't know where he is. So Michael Mack. Okay, yes, which I think is where Mac Attack message mix comes from. Agreed. And then Steppa Ranks is, I think, the third one. Is there not a rapper named Extreme also? I thought that oh, I, I heard know. that called out somewhere. And the second rapper, rapper refers to himself as Extreme and that he knows how to wave the love sign. He's okay. the one that says... You don't have to pack steel. Keep the love going. That's the deal. Find it in yourself to be real. You don't have to pack steel. Keep the love going. That's the deal. Bang to the pop. Pop goes the way. Okay. And I believe that he referred to himself as extreme. But again, I went hunting for some of these rappers and came up empty. Yeah. I don't, I don't know for sure. That was yeah. what I found that suggested that it was these three guys. Yeah. And I know it's Scrappy and Michael Mack. Right. The third guy, 
I'm not sure. Okay. I do appreciate the approach here, though. This is like kind of taking the uh, somewhat orbital view of gun violence that Prince takes. You know, I don't get the sense that he was witness to a lot of gun violence growing up that he knew that it happened in his neighborhood. I don't, I think that some of the violence that he, you know, portrayed in purple rain, a lot of that was fictional or embellished for sure. Well, especially what he saw in the news. Yeah, for sure. Some of that here we've got like uh, performers who have been in the middle of it all who talk about the hood and, you know, lyrics like, who's the man, the kid with the Glock or diploma in his hand? Yeah, I liked that one, too. Yeah. I, I specifically made a note about that, about a strong message for education. Yes. yes. Which was very Prince-like. Yeah, so it wasn't even um, as simple as we need to make love instead of guns. It was more direct of here's the solution is education will help prevent gun violence. Tell me who's the man. The kid with the Glock or diploma in his head. Remember back in the days but when the, nothing is really changing. So it's a more of a call to action in a real way. Yeah. Yeah. There was a year reference, 1994, yes. throw up the love sign. Yep. Which I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. There was some... Uh, well, did they say 1994 or was it something like 1994 or something like that? I don't like remember. Yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure I'll put a clip of it I'm sure you will. right here. There is some clever writing in a few little places. Um, We represent the land of the snow. Hold up, wait up. It's about time you know that we represent the land of the snow. And it goes something like... Reference to Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Sure. And then uh, put down the gat and the bat for the sign and party like it's 1999. Yep. Put down the gats and the bats for the sun and party like it was 1999. Yeah. Definitely some Prince references. And there was m- more. I wish I, I could have oh, found, found, found lyrics. Because lyrics. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to sit and transcribe them. I was, didn't have that kind of time this week. But <laughs> I wrote down uh, th- those couple of instances. But it's worth finding this because it's fun. Yes. Um, and there was at one point where they said... The guns are worse than the clan. Oh, okay. Did you catch that line? Uh-uh. Yeah. Um, specifically saying like this problem is even worse than the KKK. Yeah. That's it's worse than overt racism. Yep. The homicide rate's going up every year. X and that. Let's help change the plan. Because right now, bros are almost worse than the clan. Yeah, well, probably because they're doing it to themselves. Yeah. This isn't an outside force. This is the black community. Mm-hmm. Like they said, every time that we shoot, we kill in black youth. Yeah. So we're killing ourselves is what they're saying. Yeah. And that's worse than even being viewed in certain stupid ways. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I'm good with this one. If you told me that we'd be listening to a remix of love sign with a slowed down beat and rapping on top of it, I probably wouldn't be that excited to hear it. Yeah. But I thought this was pretty successful and probably a shame that it didn't get a release of some kind. Agreed. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Then we have the Shocks Silky Smooth Instrumental. Right. Which is the instrumental version of a remix that later appeared on Crystal Ball Correct. is my understanding. Yep. Yeah, you've got it. Yeah. You know, I never thought to look up who Shock G was until this episode of this podcast. It's Humpty Hump. Yeah. From Digital Underground. Yes. Yep. Yep. 
didn't know that. I guess when I heard this remix off of Crystal Ball, I like it, but I never really, it never struck me to say, well, who's Shock G's silky smooth? Who is Shock G? I I never looked it up before. Until we started doing this podcast, I was never very critical about like who these people were. (laughs) Yes, looking into it. Like, I don't know, like Scrap D was just a dude who was like there for a little bit and then was gone and nobody knows what happened to him. So yeah, exactly. So his real name is Gregory Jacobs. So I'm sure that it's no shock to anyone that shock G is well, his alter ego shocking that shock G yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Was Gregory Humpty hump Humpty hump. Yep. Um, they left in some of the background singing. Yes. Uh, get up. You don't stop. Mm hmm. Then there's a little sample from DMSR. Yes, there is throughout the entire song. Yep. Not just the little keyboard line, but a little... Uh, Ow! uh, Yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah, of Prince from DMSR. You can hear that in here, too. Um, Which, yeah, I was like, what is that from? That sounds like DMSR. And then I go and I'm like, you know, sucked in for seven minutes into DMSR because yeah, I started listening to true. it to find oh, yeah. it. And then I was like, oh, I just got to listen through to the end. Yes. Yeah. That's why yeah. I didn't have time to transcribe the <laughs> lyrics to the Mac Tech message mix. Dang you, Shock G. <laughs> You're ruining my research time. Um, so I'd say, yes, it's silky smooth as the yep. title um, indicates. It's got a high pitched synth sound, synth sound throughout it that we hear a lot during this time period, like from, 17 seconds to 22 seconds, you can hear that synth sound. I think if you didn't have the title of the song, though, and you hadn't heard the Crystal Ball version, I'm not sure you can make a connection between the song and the original love sign song from 1-800-NEW-FUNK. It would be Fair. like, oh, this is an instrumental that mixes. It's like a mashup between DMSR and love sign, maybe. Yeah. Um, we get a little Nona vocalizing. And a very abrupt ending on the track we listened to. Yes. It was cut off. Yep. Was it, not done. Um, well, I mean, it ends on like a downbeat kind of thing, but... It didn't sound finished. It didn't sound finished to you? No. I was okay. I was, I'd heard (laughs) enough. I mean, this, it was fine. If you've heard the version on crystal ball, then imagine it without lyrics. And that's essentially what this is. But yeah, it could just as easily be called shock G's silky smooth DMSR remix because there's as, as much of, Dance music, sex romance here as there is of love sign. Yes. Agreed. So it's a cool mashup. Yeah. I agree. Then we have Ted's Double Trouble Mix. Yeah. We have a bunch of Ted mixes. There are a lot. All the rest of the mixes of this song that we're talking about are all Ted's. Do you know who Ted is? I do. Do you know who Ted is? I know who Ted is. All right. Talk about Ted. Edward Theodore Riley. Yeah. Teddy Riley. Yes. He was the creator... As he's credited as the creator of the new Jack Swing genre of music. Yeah, which is super cool. Yeah. Fusing hip-hop and R&B, 
although he credits someone else for giving it its name. He does yes. not take credit for the term New Jack Swing. He credits Barry Michael Cooper yes. as coining the term. Um, but I did not realize how um, influential and what a f- foundational artist Ted Teddy would Riley. Be. Yeah. Yes. So it's very clear why Prince would have turned to him, given him an opportunity to do some remixes and collaborate with him some. Yeah. He started uh, playing music at the age of five and sort of a, uh, you know, savant yeah. sort of situation. A prodigy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he w- worked in several moderately successful bands throughout the years, and he was a producer and collaborator with many, many artists, including Michael Jackson, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, and many, many more. Yes. So I would say he tried to make his own bands. Yeah, they what were did, that guy, did just kind guy of and Backstreet were yeah. the, his two bands. So it was almost like... Blackstreet. What did I say? Backstreet? Uh-huh. Blackstreet. There was an L in it. Yeah. Yeah, and they were like moderately successful. But, yeah. But um, his real success came from producing and working with other right. um, very famous artists. And there were, was a Prince connection before there even was a Prince connection. He worked with Dougie Fresh. Yeah. Uh, very early in Dougie's career, and Prince worked with Dougie you know, during the mid-90s and Emancipation also. Yep. And we were able to see Prince and Dougie on stage that's, in San Antonio. That's right, the very show. first Prince concert we ever went to in yes. 1996. Yep, we headed out to Piranhas. Uh-huh, yeah, that's the, what it was then. Oh, yeah. It's been like six things it's since It's a then. strip club now. Yeah. It was not then. No. But yeah, we stood. Oh, and I can remember going. He said, join us at Piranha Club for... Yeah, or the PA for, to keep said go, so. to yeah. keep going or something like that, and we're like, "Well, we're going to go," and we get there, and we're not certain that Prince is going to be there. Yeah, and I it, it, it was an absolute dive, yeah. and it was a twenty dollar cover. Yeah. And in nineteen ninety six, the no clubs in San Antonio charged a twenty dollar cover. Yeah. It was bananas. It sounds but we cheap paid now. It. It it now sounds, it sounds like, cheap. Would you pay forty dollars to go see a Prince after show? Absolutely, but we didn't know what the heck was gonna happen. Right. And this place was a hole. It really was a I'm hole. Sure it's not any better now. No, it's probably much stickier now <laughs> than it was then. Yeah, but we had an opportunity to stand 15 feet from the stage and uh-huh. you know tried to stay awake because it went on late into the until two. Yep. yep. Last call, and then they kicked everybody out. And yep. Yep. So it was it was pretty great. He didn't do a lot of singing. It was a lot of instrumental yes. music, but it yep. was which I think super we would cool. appreciate much more now. If I we agreed. Were able to go, we probably would have. It was probably not the right timing for our first Prince after show. No. Our uh, only Prince after show. That's true. Our only. We got a lot of pre-shows and uh-huh. uh, that kind of stuff, but yeah. no no other after shows. Yeah. But I remember standing like off to the side. There was like a side stage and we could see in where Prince was backstage and talking to people. He was eating grapes. That's right. <laughs> yep. Yep. So it we were really very cool. close and we were like, oh, don't, don't get caught looking back there. <laughs> yeah. So that's who Ted is. Very in- influential. And through a lot of these remixes, when I first heard them and before i looked up who ted was right i thought wow these sound a little like bebop to hip-hop oh our um, song that we covered a few episodes ago which is what mad was based on which was kind of a new jack Mm -hmm. swing thing when uh really bebop to hip-hop sounds like edward theodore riley not the way that i was thinking yeah 
Yeah, yeah. It's not the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. So the double trouble mix, we haven't covered them yet, but I found like this one was sort of a matchup mashup between the get 'em up mix and the funky chariot mix, but okay. with no song lyrics. They didn't have the verse. This is primarily an instrumental. Right. Yeah. Track. They never really get to the lyrics no, here. No. And I thought maybe that's where double trouble comes from is it's almost like get them up and funky chariot put together with lyrics removed and you get some vocal, some chorus background things, but yeah. never the full song. Yeah. In the first minute we get samples of pop, pop, pop and get up. Mm-hmm. And gunshots. Yeah. That was the other thing that Ted was famous for was working in sound effects into yeah. music. And we hear that here a lot with broken glass and gunshots and yeah. that kind of thing. It was thing. very, very prominent yeah. in this version. Yeah, it was almost part of the music. Yeah. Yep, and some very 90s sounding record scratches. Yeah, there are some pieces of it that date it. But the highlights of it for me were from like three minutes and 54 seconds. There's a breakdown with a keyboard part featured that's not in the original song, but is in a lot of these remixes and almost sounds like sort of Sesame Street-ish to me, too. Oh, okay. It's got almost a childlike like quality to it. but cool 70s way. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Almost like this dichotomy between the seriousness of the song and then there's this cheery little keyboard part that almost sounds out of place. But yeah work somehow yeah cool did you notice that there are many parts of ted's mix ted's mixes where he adds an extra pop there are four pops to yeah. pop 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 go the pistol yeah bang 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 go the gun he kind of Starts a little earlier and works in an extra pop, which was kind of fun to me because you don't hear that in the original song. Small thing, but when yeah. you've heard Love Sign a million times and then you hear this for the first time, it's yeah. not you're jarring, but along, surprising. But you're like, I'm like, hey, oh, wait, I missed one. how did I miss a pop? <laughs> I know the <this> song. <laughs> <laughs> there are acoustic guitar parts in a lot of Ted's remixes that I don't know if he plays that acoustic guitar part. But here in this song is a great example of it. At four minutes and 53 seconds, there's a complete breakdown where all you hear is the acoustic part and Prince's do, 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 do. There's like a doo-doo part of the song (laughs) that is Prince singing that I don't know where those lyrics come from. It's not in the original Love Sign song, Uh um, but it's clearly Prince singing this part that Mm. wasn't part of the original. So I thought those breakdowns set this particular mix apart from the others, which kind of stay the course and never surprise you with a little breakdown or a stop and a go, something like that. And you know, I don't really, I'm not a big fan of songs fading out. Yeah. To me, it sounds, it's. Seems Sounds like a yeah. little lazy or like there's I didn't know all, there's, how to finish it, so let's yeah. just fade it out. Or there's for the more last... of it, and I've got to edit it down to fit, so I'll just fade it out. But starting at about six minutes and thirty four seconds, I don't even like song fades, but this one fades out really well in this remix. If you ask me, okay. Which yeah. I don't care if you ask me or not. It's our show. <laughs> That's what I think. All right, then we have Ted's Funky Chariot mix, which now we know the chariot is the car. 
Yeah, is the car. They do say in the lyrics, in a chariot, red and gold. Yeah. And then we see what the visual right. is there in the Love Sign video. So this is the only remix, right, that was officially released in some form or fashion. Yes, it was part I of the so. NPG audio show number one. Yep. Um, part of the hour-long show. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like the original podcast. I didn't realize that it was like a it was supposed to be like a radio show. Yeah, but, but it, it was, was really like yeah. Prince being a pioneer. Oh, totally. Podcasting was, long before podcasting was really a yeah, thing. It was a subscription music service with yep. four or five songs per week that you didn't know what they would be. Sometimes they were songs that were already released, sometimes they were new. And then this audio show that would be anywhere from 35 minutes to an hour or more of Prince and Associates playing around in the radio. Prince had a big role in the early ones, and then uh-huh. other people that he was working with would take over as the DJ for the set. But you're right, it was kind of an early podcasty uh-huh. kind of thing. Yeah. He removes the samples of whom I think is Poet 99 saying, yes. Time is passing, passing is time. Yes. Um, those are all removed. Yep. Real heavy drum beat here. Right. It does yeah. uh, kind of pick up. Quickly, yeah, I would say, which is fun. A little short rap in there. Yeah, I don't know who that rap is that no, starts at like a find... minute and 49 seconds, yep. but it starts with Sign of the Times, mm-hmm. which is obviously a reference to a print song, an album, um, but inviting you to put your foot in my shoe to, you know, you have an experience what I've experienced. Right. And the rap ends with it's always war. Take a chance on peace, mm-hmm. which again, for as far as rap lyrics go, these are surprisingly anti-violent, right? Uh, anti-violence, yeah. you know, which is nice. Yeah. The sign of the top is vexed. Mad young bucks packed in black text. Stress on the brain makes it hard to maintain. A wrestler's brain got me going insane. So can you put your foot in my shoe? Point your finger at me and I'm gonna point it at you. But you don't have a clue now. Tension increase. It's always war. Take the chance on peace. Lots yeah. of get up and uh, known as love sign samples uh-huh. the way that the sample is done it's the, like at the very beginning of the album track where it almost sounds like she's saying sign love sign love sign love uh-huh. sign love i hear it like backwards in my oh, head because okay. it's like dj the <laughs> emphasis is in the wrong spot yeah still lots of gunshots and glass breaking glass breaking samples here yeah I thought uh, Prince's riffing over the chorus mm-hmm. really like they stripped some stuff back. So that felt a lot more prominent in this version. Okay. And I liked it a lot. Yeah. I thought it was really good. But it was long. I was, was done about the five minute mark and it kept going. For yeah, six almost, minutes and 57 seconds. Yeah, almost seven seconds. There are a couple of these that I thought were maybe a little long. But if you like one of these, it's hard to not like them all. If you dislike one of these, then you're probably not going to like them all. They're all very similar. Um, so it was right at the point where I was kind of done like, okay, when am I going to get to the next song? Mm-hmm. Sure. All right. Then we have Ted's Get em Up Mix. Yes. 
And a lot of acoustic guitar in this yeah, one. Yeah, I really want to know where that acoustic guitar comes yeah. from. Um, it was real prominent in this version. Yeah. Um, Ted was a multi-instrumentalist, so I'm sure that it's well within his capabilities to add his own acoustic guitar to this, so that yeah. might be where it came from. Again, there's Poet 99 stripped away, uh-huh. which I missed a little. Because I always kind of like those samples. Okay. The slam poetry was a thing yeah. when I was in high school. And so I I kind of enjoy it. Yes. And so I kind of miss when those are pulled out. And I always like it when Prince chose to include them. Yeah. So. Well, he did. It's just this remix does not include them. Yeah. So they're there for you to hear. But I thought um, this has a cool little intro part with samples of get up from mm-hmm. let's all get up off the front and find a cause to back the words get up or lifted and kind of made into this remix or the right. foundation of the remix, which I think is nice. More simple than the album version. Like you yeah. said, a lot of that stripped away. There's less going on in the background. And this is the one that made me think this kind of reminds me of, Bebop to hip hop or yeah. a track like that. Um, at nine seconds, there's an electric guitar sample okay. that's actually used in a couple of the other mixes that we just talked about, but it sounds very we march ish. It's oh, got this, yeah. this yeah. kind of note that they hit um, that reminded me of we march and parts of now also yeah. reminded me of that. The uh, the new keyboard line that's added is heard in this one at about a minute and 50 seconds and repeats throughout the song in many of these mixes. And it's the one that I'm talking about when I'm saying it almost sounds like a simple, joyful, kids, yeah. Sesame Street-ish kind of thing. Yeah. That fits somehow just because it kind of sounds the opposite of what you'd expect. Yeah. Again, I mean, I thought it was fine. It was too long. Again, at like five minutes, I was like, okay, how much more? Well, okay. <laughs> I will say, yes, it's long. My, what I wrote down for myself was at six minutes and 30 seconds, it's almost too long for me, but not quite. It doesn't go on in a bunch of surprising directions. Yeah. I think that's what makes this one maybe seem longer than it is. Whereas with the double trouble mix, we got these breaks and little solo parts of the keyboard and the acoustic guitar were here when it starts, it just keeps going. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's fair. Even though it doesn't go in surprising directions, I found it pleasant enough that I didn't think it needed to, you know, Mm -hmm. it's one of many mixes that he did. Who knows what the plans were maybe they were going to edit these down further. Yeah. Unknown. Yeah. Maybe we can tweet at Ted and see if he can give us any more info (laughs) on these. Yeah. Then we have, Ted's Love Sign Radio Mix. This one skips the first chorus. So the song starts with a chorus. Yes. And this one skips that and goes right into the first verse. Yeah. Which I think, okay, from there I'm like, I get it. Now you're editing this for radio. However, then I looked at my phone and it's six minutes and 22 seconds. I don't know where this is being played on the radio at six minutes and 22 seconds. So, it's not. Um, maybe this was a radio mix and there, maybe they plan to do a radio edit mix or something like that. But I don't know who was under the impression that this would get played on the radio no. that long. Well, obviously it didn't get released anywhere. So yeah. not 
played anywhere. And again, still missing the Poet 99 samples. They swapped up the pop, 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 the Uh pistol and the show us the love sign. Yes. There's like a part where they repeat both of those things and they kind of swap those up at the end. Yeah. There's some fun. There's some interesting things going on, you know, Mm -hmm. with, you know, if he was given the song and said, make me some mixes, then this is exploration, right? Yeah, that's fine. Um, I thought at the two minute and eight second mark when we hear the lyric, if you only had one year left to live, there's a fun uh, like climbing synth part behind the vocals that set this mix apart some from the Funky Chariot mix, which I think is kind of similar to. But there's that one little part in there that I thought was cool and different. And then at yeah. four minutes and 54 seconds, we hear Prince's do, 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 mm-hmm. which I still don't know where that comes from, <laughs> but it's in this mix and it makes it fun. That's fine. Yeah. And like you said, it's, I don't know what kind of radio mix is this long, but it's too long. It's too long for radio, for yep. sure. Yep. Speaking of too long, then we have the extended <laughs> mix of Standing at the Altar. The cat's out of the bag, folks. <laughs> well, the album version was 3 minutes and 55 seconds. Yep. And this version is 5 minutes and 59 seconds. Yeah, so like more than 2 minutes longer. Yeah. It was included on the European single release. Mm-hmm. It did not chart... Yeah. The re- every time that they sing the chorus, mm-hmm. they repeat it twice. Yes, and, and that's what makes it longer, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I kept thinking, ooh, well sometimes when songs are labeled extended version, what that really means is there was a version of the song that was edited for what you hear on the album and we'll release the full version and call it extended. Yeah. And really the first one ought to be called the trimmed edit. off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> trimmed off. <laughs> <laughs> so I think Josh inventing yeah. new terms for tr- tr- Josh's trimmed off dub. <laughs> um, I think you called it right that um, you said in passing once over the last two weeks that boy, the song benefited from the edit. And I agree because I still really like the version that's on one in hundred new funk. I don't find anything more to like in the two minutes of extra length. No, in this version. I mean, it was repetitive because they kept repeating the chorus. Yeah. And then they added this, there was like this, these soap opera organs at one point and I don't like those and they were here and yeah. I get it, but man, it made it feel like, I think it was just trying to give you that feeling of a grand wedding and, but it, yeah, it has cheese written all over yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm with you. I thought, um, the album version is far superior. The extra two minutes here are unnecessary. Agreed. It's great that it got a release somewhere. So we have it to compare. We got to hear it. But um, I'll stick with the album version, please. Thank you. Yes. Agreed. All right. And then the B-side to the European promo single of Standing at the Altar was Whistling Kenny. Yeah, it was so. only on the promotional versions and was intended for the MC Flash album where Margie Cox was the lead vocalist. Yeah, that's where the MC comes from, Margie Cox. Mm-hmm. It was called both MC Flash or just Flash. Flash. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, I was surprised at how early the song was recorded to resurface in 1994. Mm-hmm. Um, according to Prince Vault, it was recorded in July 1989. So yep. we're talking about like the Batman era. Yeah. Or at least the time that the Batman album was released. It's assumed that all instruments are Prince, which is basically all the instruments are acoustic guitar and whistling. Yep. So was I it, don't know that it was Prince whistling. I don't know. Whoever did the whistling is great. They were very really good. excellent whistler. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So this is sort of a story song. Not mm-hmm. sort of a story song. It definitely is a story song yeah. about this child named Kenny whose mom is trying to, t- to provide for him the best she can, but she does it as a prostitute and his yeah. dad has passed away. And his dad's advice is to whistle your little song and pretend that God is standing by your side, not, yeah. hey, take faith. Remember you know, that yeah. God's standing take, by your side. Right. It was pretend. pretend. He said, whistle your little song and pretend that God is standing at your side. So I thought, you know, maybe the advice could have been a little better from <laughs> Kenny's dad. Well, he was on his deathbed when he gave it to him. Maybe he wasn't thinking That's clearly. I know when I'm not feeling well, I don't always speak in yeah. the manner in which I... Honey, I know you have pneumonia, but you could have <laughs> at least told me that, you know, this was true, not just to pretend that it was true. <laughs> this was a little like a preview to the Truth album. Oh, okay. I thought maybe with Margie Cox on mm-hmm. vocals, which is a step down from Prince on vocals, but right. the guitar playing I think is excellent. Yeah. When Margie Cox sings, I like her voice a lot. I'm not real wild about when she speaks, sings in some of the parts of this song. Okay. Um, I think it falls apart a little bit, yeah. but uh, she sings very well. Right. Well, I kind of thought it was nice because in uh, Standing at the Altar, it's very power ballad yeah, it is. sounding. Yeah. And it was kind of nice to hear that she's got this like softer, mellow vocals that yeah. she can do well. Yeah, also. she doesn't have to be backed up by a big grand sounding well, and some song. people can only belt really it out, belt it out yeah. and when they try and sing more softly or more sweetly they don't do a very good job at it and yes she does some speak singing here and i don't particularly care for that but at least not in this song mm-hmm. but her softer singing is fine i agree yeah yeah her softer singing is good she's yeah. got a good voice yeah I did like before each chorus, there's a little acoustic guitar part that leads into it. And at one point, Prince kind of hits the guitar. Okay. You know, uh-huh. you can hear that that's happening, um, which is fun to, to think about. You don't hear a lot of songs released or unreleased from 1989 that are acoustic guitar only Mm-mm. with Prince. So no. this is kind of a neat Something different yeah. from that time period. So yeah. I appreciated that. Poor Kenny. He's got a rough home life, man. And his neighborhood is rough, too. There's a lot of homelessness. The police don't care about the crime. Yes, that's right. The preacher's a dishonest man. Yep. I guess that's why dad said, pretend God's there. Maybe maybe yeah, God I don't know. or I'm, maybe <laughs> dad knew that the preacher wasn't a upstanding guy yeah it could just be i mean we're being a little critical here but it could also be just the way they didn't write the lyric very well that it should just be 
you know, yeah. act oh. like this is happening because right. they know it's true. But instead, the word pretend makes it sound like it's not. Um, yeah. I don't believe this, but, but you could <laughs> pretend it and you might be happier that way since I'm going to die and you're going to be alone with your prostitute mother. Well, maybe she wasn't a pride and get the impression that she was a prostitute till after dad died. But then poor Kenny. Yep. Orphan. I know. I wonder where Kenny is now because that was 1989. So that was 30 years ago. If Kenny was 10, he's a 40 year old man now. Yeah. If he's still around. Well, his, his, uh, he found out from his neighbor uh-huh. that his mom was murdered. Yep. And it could have been any one of 16 men. Yes. I Terrible. mean, at least she was good at her job that she had that many clients. Oh. The lady next door said your mama got killed. Could have been any one of 16 men. Your mama had a Unfortunately, she wasn't choosing the greatest clientele because she, uh, one of them killed her. Yeah. So that's no good. That's true. Well, whoever picked up poor Kenny from Child Protective Services, I really if hope that they did. Hopefully they did. Hopefully they got him some counseling because he had it rough. Poor kid. There should have been a B-side to this B-side called Counseling Kenny. <laughs> Kenny sees a mental health professional. Maybe there could be a storyboard video mix of Whistling <laughs> Kenny. Oh, that'd be all right. There's a young man who needs to be mandled. <laughs> all right, now we've covered everything that we're going to cover. So, it's time for us to make some selections. We choose a time capsule, something that exemplifies the time at which it was recorded or when it was released. It's up to the host how they choose that. We have the C, the low point. Not that it's bad. It could be bad, but it's just the thing that we didn't like. And if it's your favorite thing, that's totally valid. And then we choose a mountain, our favorite thing from the material which we have covered for that episode. These are my dumb rules. So I always go first. My time capsule is the standing at the altar video. It's so 90s cheesy and 90s fashion and 90s cheesy. And oh, did I mention it's really 90s cheesy? Yeah, I think you said cheesy a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I can't argue with that at all. However, I just made a different choice. My mm-hmm. time capsule is the Love Sign video. Okay. For mainly the same reasons. It is silly yeah. if you think of it from a critical standpoint and aren't just watching it and, you know, and awed by the fact that you're watching video with prints in it. But I thought it also had some good qualities to it. I mean, oh, it made silly. it took it was purposefully cheesy yes. whereas Standing at the altar, I don't know how purposeful that is. It was, you know, like putting a raspberry beret in a raspberry beret video. Yeah. You know, I think it was just we like... We have $1,000 to make this video in two days in which to do it. Yeah. And yeah. we spent 200 renting this dress. We've got 800 <laughs> left. So you're going to wear this dress in every scene possible. Yep. Yeah. I just... I think between the two, they both make great time capsules. I chose Love Sign video because i liked it a little bit better that's fine yeah then we have the c s e a yeah the, the bottom, bottom of the barrel in our opinion it's difficult to make the c and the mountain choices for me this week just because i kind of felt like it was fairly even but i chose the length of ted's mixes oh okay i thought they were too long they're just like 
I got to the five minute point in just about every one of those mixes and was like, is it over yet? How that much, how surprises much? me considering yeah. how much you liked bebop to hip hop. And I thought these were a little similar to that. Yeah. But bebop to hip hop kind of went, it made some movement in different yeah, directions. That's true. And I felt like these didn't have quite enough movement to keep me interested beyond about five minutes. Okay. So that was mine. Very good. Uh, for me, the C was your time capsule. That standing oh. at the altar video made me like, the, I've got to stay away from the video because I do like the song. Mm-hmm. The video made me hate myself for liking the song. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to watch that again. Okay. Um, That's fair. I will instead watch modern perfume commercials and feel like that mm-hmm. covers it for me. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right, then the mountain, the thing that we like the most. Yeah. I really like the MPLS video. Really? I thought it was creative. It wasn't Creepy. Just, it was, well, yeah, a little bit, but like in a really interesting way. It yeah. like mixed real footage videos of Prince and Lenny Kravitz with the yeah. animation and the animation was weird and creepy, but it was super interesting. It was, I mean, animation of the human figure and yeah. dancing, even yeah. if it's not, you know, like anatomically correct, they are stylized figures, but right. getting them to dance is a very difficult thing to and it, draw. I and thought it was did. really super well done and interesting. And it's, I don't even really like, like superhero animation really. Mm-hmm. But, and that's kind of what this was. Yeah. A but, little bit of hall of justice. Yeah. Stuff. But yeah. And very, you know, everybody was jacked. Yep. She was super skinny with gigantic bosom and yeah. huge behind. But even then it was still, it was really interesting and really well done. Mm-hmm. And out of all the things that's, I'll, that I'll watch it again. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. How about you? For me, I'm on the opposite side of you. My mountain, I really enjoyed all of Ted's remixes. I do agree they could be a little shorter. Okay. Um, But I picked my favorite of Ted's mixes as my mountain, which is the Double Trouble mix, Mm. because it included everything I liked about all seven mixes, the acoustic guitar part, the sample of Pop, 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 and Get Up. And the additional keyboard line and the additional Prince doo-doo-doo vocals that I had not heard before. Yeah. So I felt like while as a whole, you know, they add up to like 40 plus minutes of music that, yes, can get a little repetitive. This one mix, the Double Trouble mix, included everything I liked about all seven into one little package. And um, for that, I made it my mountain. Cool. And the fact that after figuring out who Ted was... Also excited oh, me yeah. a little bit. I thought that was really kind of a cool little unearthing of something that I wasn't aware of about who this guy was and and how influential he's he's been on the music industry. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Really cool. All right, so next time, next, tell us what next we're going to talk about. time, we are not done yet with the 1994-1995 era. We're going to be um, doing this till we die. We might. Depends on, depends on uh, when death strikes us. <laughs> Uh, We're going to take a look and a listen at The Undertaker, which is an unreleased album, a rehearsal jam session from uh, June 14th, 1993, that was intended to be released um, in 1994. Warner Brothers blocked it. 
and instead Prince released it straight to VHS video cool. on March 6th, 1995. Oh, that's yeah. a that's an important day. It is for us. It means nothing to anyone else. That's right. So we're going to do a kind of a combined episode of having watched the video and listened to the music all at once because the video is sort of a recording documentary of the jam session. Uh, with Prince, uh, Sonny T, and Michael Bland, and it has a loose storyline to it. Um, and the album itself is just the audio from that session. So okay. we'll combine them both together and make one fabulous Undertaker episode for Fantastic. you. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. We know that you have a choice when you listen to us, that we don't just come on the radio. So we thank you so much for taking time out of your day. If you enjoyed our show, please tell a friend. You know you have a purple fam who hasn't heard of us yet. And we know you like knowing all the little tidbits of information that we share with you and being able to wow them with it. But let them listen to because it's good stuff. And we thank you and we will see you soon. Thanks for listening. Forge audio. Dream it. Build it. Share it.